This podcast is brought to you by Pastor Stormy Swan and Faith Church from Lubbock, Texas. For more information, please visit our website at faithchurchlubbock.com. For you. Has he? I mean, I love that Solomon sang that song about surely the presence of the Lord is in this place. If nothing else, he has done so much giving us his peace. Did you sense his peace in here? You don't get that when you go out into the world. That peace is not there. But God, when we come into his presence, we should be so grateful that he pours out his peace on us, his love on us, his joy on us. And we're changed when we're in his presence. So we give out of gratitude for what God has done for us. So I wanna read to you a couple of scriptures and I'm gonna use some different translations to make it a little bit clear. In 2 Corinthians 9, this whole chapter, the Apostle Paul is talking about giving. And most of the time, people use the, you know, give and it'll be given back, good measure, pressed together, shaken together, all that. Give cheerfully, yes. You know what he was talking about? If you go back up and read what that whole chapter is about is Paul was making sure that they were ready to give an offering. There was an offering that they had promised to give to the poor that were in Jerusalem. And he was writing to a church in another city in Corinth. And he was talking to them about this offering that they were going to give for these poor people in Jerusalem that were part of that body there of Christ in Jerusalem. So keep that in mind as we read this. So we're gonna start in verse eight. And it says, God can pour on the blessings in astonishing ways so that you're ready for anything and everything, more than just ready to do what needs to be done. Isn't that great? Wouldn't y'all like to have enough money that you're ready for anything. When the refrigerator breaks down, we don't go into panic. When the dryer quits working, we've had several staff members that their dryers quit working. And again, if we're not ready, if we haven't put seed into the ground, which that's a lot of what this chapter talks about, it actually says that we're farmers. And when we give our offering, when we go put that offering in there, when we give it online on our phones, we're planting seed like a farmer does. How many of y'all have seen the cotton crops around? They're getting fluffy. Now, we don't have as much as we needed to because we didn't have enough rain. But when we were driving out on Martin Luther King the other day, there was a beautiful cotton field and someone went in and planted seed in that ground. It didn't just come up on its own. And so sometimes I wonder why would we expect this harvest of blessings when we haven't planted seed? We've got to get seed in the ground. And God makes some promises and here's one of them, that whatever comes up, Whatever's going to come up in our lives, it says astonishing ways so that you're ready for anything and everything, more than just ready to do what needs to be done. Sometimes, and I will tell you, there were a few years in our lives where it was like, okay, we just barely have enough. We were doing good to pay bills. There were also a few times when we uh, were under that, we were in the negative, 
and we didn't have enough. Thank God for people like my in-laws. She bought me two sets of washers and dryers. You guys did. Now they're like trying to, they're like, oh, let me pay you for that. I'm like, no, you're not going to pay us because you've given so much to us. Because there were a lot of years that Stormy and I didn't have a lot. We, were very, we got married very young. We had our first child a year later. Neither one of us had a college degree at that time, so we had very minimum wage working jobs. And it took a lot of years for us, but you know what we did? We started with what we had. And what we had was very little. But we began to honor God and give that tithe, that 10% of that little small amount. And I'm telling you, it took a lot of faith because 10% of that little bitty amount was a lot to us. It wasn't a lot to the church. Didn't make that big of a difference. I'm sure it was like, well, whether they give that or not, not, not a big deal. Like what some of you probably think. It's not about what the church needs. It's about you getting seed in the ground. And I will tell you, year in, year out, we were faithful and we planted that seed and we began to see a harvest. And God began to do these things and we had more than just what was needed in that instant. We began to see some overflow from that. And that's where we wanna get in our lives. So let's keep reading. As one psalmist puts it, so he's quoting one of the Psalms. He says, he throws caution to the winds, giving to the needy in reckless abandon. Boy, that's my heart. His right living, right giving ways never run out, never wear out. Wouldn't that be great if that was said about us? This most generous God who gives seed to the farmer, who's the farmer? You're the farmer. Say, I'm the farmer. I'm the farmer. So who's giving me the seed? God's going to give me the seed. In fact, in Deuteronomy, it says it's, it's the Lord who gives you the power to get wealth. So I'm the farmer. He gives me the seed. So here I am. He gives me the seed. What am I going to do with the seed? What am I going to do with the blessings that he's put in my life? Are we going to be a good farmer? That's the choice we have to make. Each one of us. Every single one of us. No one's coming to you and saying, let me check your bank account. Show me what, now y'all don't even hardly ever, nobody writes checks. My in-laws do. But hardly anybody writes checks. But if we were to go check your bank account, what, what would it show you is the seed that you're planting? See, that's between you and the Lord. It says, you're the farmer. He gives us the seed that we plant. He said, he give, who gives seed to the farmer that becomes bread for your meals, and this is talking about our God, is more than extravagant with you. Wow. He gives you something you can then give away. He's giving you seed. Now, are you going to trust him that when you give your part, the tithe, the offering, which is above anything above that 10%, are you going to trust him with the rest of that money that he can cause the rest of that to grow even bigger than you could 
if we just hoard all that money for ourselves. See, tithing and giving is a faith thing, totally. And it is all about our heart and trusting in the Lord. And I will tell you, when I grew up, I, my parents and I would watch them and they would put money in the offering. I always wondered, why, you know, why do you do that? When we would go to church, I would see my dad with a check and they would put that in. But there were a lot of years in my life growing up, teenager, I went and did my own thing and had no thought of giving until Stormy and I got married and then we both had to make that decision, okay, now we're a couple and we've got to do this. Now, I wish we would have done it on our own and those of you that are singles, guess what? You don't have to check with anybody. You get to make your financial decisions yourself and you can start honoring God yourself. And what great seed for the rest of your life to be able to do that. So Stormy and I began to do that and put seed in the ground. And it says, he's more than extravagant with you. He gives you something you can then give away, which grows into full-formed lives, robust in God, wealthy in every way, so that you can be generous in every way, producing with us great praise to God. Wealthy in every way. Y'all know wealth is more than just money. There's a lot of people, when we go to Juarez on Sunday, we're taking a mission team, and I'm gonna talk more about the orphanage in a minute, but we're taking a team down to Juarez. Guess what, when we get there, there's adults and teens and kids that have absolutely nothing. And they are happy and they are wealthy in their souls. Because wealth comes in a lot of different ways. But when we honor the Lord, with everything that we have, including our money, guess what? A wealthy, generous spirit comes on us where we just wanna help people. When we see a need, we wanna help people. That's the heart that I want to have. So let's keep reading. So this is 2 Corinthians, we're gonna pick up in nine, verse 12. Carrying out this social relief work Remember, they were, taking, they were talking about an offering for the poor. Carrying out this social relief work involves far more than helping meet the bare needs of poor Christians. See, it's not just about giving that offering so that those poor are taken care of. There's a lot more that God has behind our giving. It says it also produces abundant and bountiful thanksgivings to God. Those people, I'll tell you, when we go to Bethel Orphanage, they are so thankful for what we do. I know the Canos just got back. They do things in, down in Chihuahua and down in Mexico. And I know those people, when we, you just bring the small things and they're so thankful. Thankful. It produces, when we give, it produces thankfulness in people and they thank God. And it draws their heart to the Lord. It says, this relief offering is a prod. Y'all know what a prod is. Any of y'all ever been with cattle? And when they won't move, what do they do? Those cowboys. They can try to push them, but if they still won't move, they get that prod. And that prod is like, oh, okay. It makes us go in a direction. It's like, okay, let's go. So this offering is a prod to live at your very best, showing your gratitude to God 
by being openly obedient to the plain meaning of the message of Christ, showing our gratitude to God. Here we go. We give out of gratitude to God for what he's done. You show your gratitude through your generous offerings to your needy brothers and sisters and really toward everyone. Meanwhile, moved by the extravagance of God in your lives, they'll respond by praying for you in passionate intercession for whatever you need. Thank God for this gift, his gift. So this is what, what happens when we give. It, it births a thanksgiving in those that are given to and it does something in us. That generous spirit gets over on us. And we wanted, I will tell you, when you start giving, it's like you want to, you, it just opens a door where you're like, I wanna give to this too. I wanna give to this. How many of you have a shoebox? Some of you have turned them in, a shoebox for our uh, Operation Christmas Child. Guess what they're due Sunday? Bring them back, okay? But it's so fun. When I went and I filled those boxes and I'm like, oh, okay, a two to four-year-old little boy, what would he like? And I'm picking out, you know, little cars and getting toothbrushes and putting in there. And it's like I wanted to do two boxes wasn't enough. It just, it just spurred me to want to do more. And that's what happens when we give. It just makes us want to give more. So let's look at Hebrews chapter 12, another scripture about giving out of gratitude. Hebrews chapter 12, verse 28 from the Amplified says, therefore, since we receive a kingdom which cannot be shaken, thank God, let us show gratitude. We have received a kingdom we cannot, when we receive Jesus, church, it says we cannot be shaken. Now, the world's going to shake, and the enemy's going to try to come and shake us. But there's a peace and a stability in us when we serve the Lord, and it can't be shaken. And it says because of that, we show our gratitude to God and offer to God pleasing service and acceptable worship with reverence and awe. Did you know that giving is worship. See, worship isn't just when we lift our hands in here. It's not just clapping and singing a song, but worship is what do we do with our whole life? Our whole life should be an offering to the Lord. Out of our mouths, out of our money, out of our actions, everything that we do, we show gratitude to the Lord. Okay, another one. Proverbs 11, verses 24 and 25. It says, give freely and become more wealthy. Wait a minute, that sounds opposite. This is not the system of the world. Do y'all get that? When you give your heart to Jesus, you are not of the world anymore and the things of the world and how they handle money should not be the same way with us because it's saying, when you give freely, you give, what happens? You become more, you get more in your life, you become more wealthy. But be stingy and do what? Lose everything. We think we're gonna hold on to it. I don't, have, I don't have enough money to tithe. I don't have enough money that I can give to this project. I don't have enough money that I can help this person. 
But it says when we're stingy and we hold on to it, it says that we will lose everything. Verse 25, the generous will prosper. Those who refresh others will themselves be refreshed. I love that. The more we give, the more that it's, it's just coming back to us. The Lord opens a door. And again, it will never make sense up here. Tithing and giving never will, will compute in your mind. I don't care how good of a mathematician you are, and you think, well, that can't do. How can, if I give 10% of my money to God, how can the other 90% take care of me? I will tell you, that 90% will be blessed. If you don't honor God, you, you have the 100% yourself, and it is not blessed. And sometimes we wonder, why is all this stuff happening? Why doesn't my money last? It seems like I'm always having issues, and I'm short here, and I'm short here. Is there a blessing on your money? The only way it is, is if you're putting that seed in the ground and you're, you're being that good farmer and planting the seed he gives us. So Proverbs, last one I'm gonna read, last scripture, and then we're gonna talk about how this church gives. Proverbs chapter 19, verse 17. It says, if you help the poor, you are lending to the Lord and he will repay you. I love that. In the message translation, it says, mercy to the needy is a loan to God, and God pays back those loans in full. God's the best banker that we would ever meet. It says when we give, we are loaning to the Lord. When you give your tithe, when you give offerings, you are making a loan to the Lord. And it says he pays us back. And do you think he pays us back just a little bit? No, we read in those scriptures, he gives back generously. He will multiply even more than we ever could. So I hope that you see here through our lives, what are we supposed to do with the blessings that God has given to us? We're supposed to pour them out. And just in case you don't know that you're very wealthy and you're very blessed, you just living in this wonderful country that we have, you are wealthy. If you go to a third world country, you will realize how wealthy you are. In February, I get the opportunity to go for the second time to Guatemala to visit our other missionaries that we've supported um, for over 20 years there. And we go to Juarez, and yes, they're poor. We go to Guatemala, and you see it on a different level. And there's these villages that are very remote. And we go and do, do conferences there and speak and listen. Whatever we have, we are so blessed here in our country. We are a wealthy people, and we have plenty that we can give away if we will just trust God. So, God rewards you when you're kind to the poor. When you give your tithe, your offering to help people, you're lending to the Lord. So, I'm going to talk about some of the areas here in our church that we give. So, here's what happens. You give your money, and we take a tenth of that money, and we tithe that and give that to others. 
Now, in the early years, that was small. But I'm telling you, this church has, has done amazing things because God has blessed us. Y'all know we paid off our building in 2020 in the middle of COVID, 15 years early, supernaturally, glory to God. Because of you guys and because of the Lord. And guess what that did? It freed up so much money and we have been able to bless so many ministries. We have been able to give offerings. During COVID, we got to bless every ministry that we support with an, not just our faithful support, but an extra offering because of what you guys give. So 10% of what we're given, of everything that's given goes to help. So in our own church family, We've helped many families with food, clothing, other basic needs. We have a food pantry. It was just open Sunday. I got to go up there, and it's such a blessing. There was a single mom who had been homeless for months, and I met her on Sunday. And the team in there, they were like, do you need this? Yes, do you need this? They had sacks of things. And she had just got into her own apartment, and we have a room full of household things. Many of you have donated things. Now, don't donate your junk, okay? Because go give it to somewhere else, or if it goes to the trash, do that. But when you, you, many of you guys give good things, and people in the community give good things. And we have a team that serves up there, and they sort clothes. It's so nice up there. It's like a little boutique. They're by sizes. We have men that come from the Faith Center that are trying to get back on their feet, women that come from different ministries here in town, and they're trying to get back on their feet, and they don't have clothes to go and do a job interview. Guess what? We can say, come and we'll help you with that. We have many single mamas that their babies need clothes. Their little ones need coats for the winter, and our faith closet gets to serve that need. We get to help families here in our church. We helped a lot of families with um, when they went back to school. So those kids would have backpacks. Anybody that needed a backpack and school supplies, we got to provide that for them. As well as some clothes, and we get to help with Christmas as well. Okay, locally, here in Lubbock, here's some of the things that we help with. The children's home of Lubbock. What better place could we sow our money? And the children that don't have parents currently. They're trying to help them. Many of them are, go, are in the foster care system and are, the rights of their parents are being terminated. That's the Children's Home of Lubbock. Um, the Dream Center, you hear us talk about it. It was up here on the announcements. There, that's on the east side of town and it is a great community. Another church runs it. Why, do we, why would we have to duplicate what they're doing? We partner with them. And once a month, we have a team of people that go and serve. We provide breakfast, and they get to serve those people. And then they get to do whatever needs to be done. They just do whatever jobs they need there. We're partnering with them for Thanksgiving. You can bring little boxes of stuffing. Very easy. When you're at Walmart or at United, you can pick up a couple of boxes of stuffing and drop them off out here in our little donation basket. Family coaching, this is a place here, a Christian uh, place that will give you some biblical direction. It, they're not licensed counselors, but they help 
families get through crisis. We have, and it's free, and our church supports them. We give them offerings. Uh, Family promise. You might say, what do we do for the homeless? We do quite a bit for the homeless. There's ministries here. Family promise takes mothers with children that are homeless and puts them into housing. And so we help family promise. Um, There's a uh, ministry called For Her. It used to be called Lifeline. And with the whole abortion debate, and many people are like, well, if you don't let women have abortions, if you're against abortion, what are you doing to take care of them? This is one ministry. We support several ministries. This is located um, by the tech, Texas Tech campus, and they give free pregnancy tests, and they give free um, health care to women that are pregnant, and they have, lot, they have a little boutique to help them, and they have lots of services to help women who find themselves pregnant um, with an unplanned pregnancy. Uh, Grace Campus, this is another ministry to the homeless here. Paul's Project, we support them. High Point Village, I love the ministry that they do. This is for mentally challenged uh, adults, and they have a ministry there that they help them to be able to teach them some skills and give them a place to be. Hope Community, we support several different organizations that are serving different areas here in Lubbock. Hope Community is one that they are in, they call it the heart of Lubbock area, which is that downtown area. Um, If any of you have ever been there, there's a lot of homeless there, so they do feeding programs. They do after-school care for kids and teach them, um, and they do a meal every week. The next one, Lubbock County Detention Center. Uh, I'm going to ask for a vulnerability here. Have any of you ever had a family member that's been incarcerated? I will raise my hand. Many. And what are we doing? And Jesus, this is one of the areas he talked about. He said, remember when he was talking and he said, you didn't feed me or clothe me? And he talked about when I was in prison, did you come and visit me? Y'all know most prisoners don't have a lot of contact with family. A lot of their families turn on them. And our church gets the opportunity to do a lot with Lubbock County Detention Center. We have a a Pastor Ben, he goes out and he gets to be a pastor, a chaplain. Both of us get to be chaplains out there, assistant chaplains, and the Lord's blessed us. He leads some men out there. I lead a team of women, and if you wanna get more involved that way, but uh, some of your money goes to some projects that we get to do out there. One of them, uh, on Mother's Day, We get to bless all of the the women out there. And it's one of the most emotional times you could imagine because those women are so heartbroken to not have their children. The men's side, we also get to bless. um, At Christmas, our church is getting to uh, put, be part. There's other churches that are doing it. We're gonna put together some hygiene bags and candy and go out there and we sing to them, sing Christmas carols and visit them around Christmas time. So we do a lot of work. If you wanna get involved, make sure you talk to us. Meals on Wheels, so needed. One vo- uh, y'all know what Meals on Wheels, I'm gonna have to go fast. Uh, One Voice Home, it's a home for sex trafficking survivors here in Lubbock, young adult women. Texas Girls and Boys Ranch, 
for children, again, that have been taken away from their parents. The Salvation Army, we know what they do. Unpack Ministries helps single moms. Upland Mission helps in an area here in Lubbock as well. Okay, so we could do a lot here in Lubbock. Here's some of the things we help with nationally and internationally. A21, this is an international trafficking organization. There are men trafficked as well, and there are people that are trafficked not just for sex, but for work as well in many foreign countries. We give to them. AIMS is an organization that we give to that takes the gospel to areas of the world that have the smallest percentage of Christians. There's hardly any missionaries that go to some parts of the world. Uh, American Center for Law and Justice, this is an organization here in the United States that's fighting for the rights and freedoms of Christians so that those are not taken away from us. Uh, Buckner Foundation, that is here in Lubbock. Uh, they used to have a place called My Father's House. I think it's called a, the Hope Center or Home. They take mothers who are, who are getting back on their feet and they let them live in little apartments there and provide services. It's a great place. Mercy Multiplied is a ministry. Um, it's, uh, they have two homes here in the United States, uh, Mercy Ministries, Nancy Alcorn, and they help single mothers. Rescue Her is in the Dallas area and is helping sex trafficking victims. In Columbia, we support a ministry. I'm one day going to go there. I haven't got to go there yet. But Colombia is a very poor nation. And we support a ministry there that is feeding kids and taking care of their families. Gideon's International. How many of you ever got a Gideon's Bible when you were young? Well, guess what? Somebody has to pay for those. Inmates get them, children at school get them on the college campuses, and I've taken them with us over to uh, Mexico when we've gone before. They are sending the word of God out all over the world. Leket, and we're going to talk a lot more about Israel next week. We have a special guest next week that's going to come and talk to you about some ministries in, but Leket provides food for poor Israelis. They go in, we got to do this when we went to Israel a few years ago, we got to go in and help, um, uh, what's it called, Matt, where you, uh, glean. glean, yeah, glean, I had to, it's not a word we use very often, where you go in and farmers let you come in and take their leftovers, and they let you go in, and we had to go pick these, it was a muddy field, and we went and picked these I don't even know, these big root vegetables, we don't even have them here. And, put the, and they take those and they feed the poor. Many of the Holocaust survivors that are still alive are extremely poor and by themselves. And this ministry goes in and takes food and feeds them. That's called Leket. Messenger International, many of you have probably heard of John and Lisa Bevere. They give away all of their teachings um, in many different languages. They will translate them into different languages and give them out to people. Okay, the next slide, we have Operation Blessing. This is part of CBN, which is Christian Broadcasting Network. They go out all over the world. Anytime a disaster happens, like Florida, what happened a few weeks ago, and they're looking at another one right now, Operation Blessing sends trucks full of supplies and water and all the things all over the world.
Uh, pursue missions, the tailors. They haven't been here. I'm hoping they get to come this year. These, this, these are our missionaries to Guatemala. Um, we support them, have supported them for many, many years. Samaritan's Purse, that is who sponsors the Operation Christmas Child. When you've seen the little video that we play, they do work again all over the world. They go in and support people in disasters. Um, SOS International, this is an interesting one. I've never been to India, but I, I know it's, it's a very, in, in the cities like Mumbai, there's so much sex trafficking in the slums. And this is a, an organization that goes in and rescues women and men some boys that are in those, those uh, red light districts that are being sold as sex slaves. Uh, Prepare International, that's who you got to meet last week, the Boyd family, and one we got to help this year, which I was excited about, especially around Veterans Day, is the Wounded Warrior Project, which they go in and they help wounded veterans. Then the last one I wanna to talk to you about, and I have a couple of pictures, is Bethel Orphanage. Um, I saved it. We do have a special relationship with them. Our church has supported them um, for close to 20 years, and we've been taking mission trips there for 17 years. And I'm gonna tell all of you, you should go. Everyone should go one time in their life. You have to have a passport, okay? But you should go and just see. It's very accessible for a mission trip. But uh, Stormy and I are on the board there, and um, our church is one of the uh, main churches that give them support, and it's just a very special place to go. So these are all of the places that your money goes to support. So what we're gonna do to end here is I just wanna have a moment of gratitude. And I want a moment of reflection for each of us to look into our hearts and just to let the Lord speak to us about, some of you, he's gonna say, good job. Good job, you give to a lot of people and you're very generous. There may be some of us that he's, he may give that little prod. Remember I talked about the little cattle prod? He may say, you need to do more. There's something that you need to do. Maybe you need to be serving in the kids' area here. Maybe you need to go on a mission trip. Maybe you need to start tithing. Maybe you need to give offerings or help in this ministry. Maybe one of these ministries I saw, you really thought, that's something I wanna do. And so I'm gonna ask, go ahead and stand up and we're gonna bring the lights down for a minute. And let's just take a moment here just to listen to his voice and have gratitude for all that he's given to us.
everything that we have, God. It comes from you. You've been so good to us. Lord, I pray that we would have hearts full of gratitude for all that you've done. And Lord, out of that gratitude, we would take that and turn it, God, back to you, back into your kingdom, Lord. Help us to have generous hearts, God, to be able to bless those, God, that need to know you souls would be saved for your kingdom, Lord. We give ourselves completely to you, God, and we thank you for your many blessings. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. If you felt the Lord doing something in your heart, after the service, we're going to have some prayer team members down here, would you? And you're welcome to come and have them pray with you. Have them agree with you. Maybe you need to tell them, I need someone to hold me accountable. That this is what the Lord's speaking to me. So they're going to be down here in the front. Hey, we're so glad that you came tonight. Thank you for joining us. Thank you once again for joining us on this podcast. To check out more services from Faith Church, you can find our live broadcast on YouTube or check out our website at faithchurchlubbock.com for more information on upcoming events, how to give, and how you can get involved.